0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to us, and hi, listening to us. Thank you for making the sports and the world podcast a part of your day. I'm Ladarius,
1: and I'm Chris.
0: And you know, once again, week one of the NFL season underway, college football began. Don't tell the Big Twelve that, but uh, that, that's for another episode. But but, how are you, my man?
1: i'm hanging man we got we got week one of the nfl uh, under our belts week one of fantasy under our belts i think it was a good time on uh on all occasions and uh you know i'm just just excited to uh to dive deep into football season man
0: yeah same here you know you brought up fantasy i i choose not to talk about it so
1: for <laughs> you know, <laughs> did you not take my advice Cause Listen. I took I took my advice and I walked away. Well, with yeah, of, co- of, of okay. course you took your advice. I was like, okay, like, hey, <laughs> ah, boy. But that's, that's why. That's
0: why. Remember when I, folks, if you remember, when I asked him last episode how many weeks of this? And, and six. So that's what four months. So, yeah, folks, yeah, you know, I love I love Chris to death, but it's he keeps it's just winning. Just not their
1: fantasy time.
0: Yeah, it's just going to be like you know, th- there might be I'm a legendary
1: antichrist. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Yeah, you know, boy. I don't have any holy water around me. But you know. It doesn't work. To, I, I'm still a yeah. <laughs> uh, Well we'll talk about the Jets. I think that's his antiquity. So uh, I do what I do. But well, speaking of <laughs> week one, uh let's dive in, Chris, and give us your thoughts on NFL's opening weekend.
1: So of course, first and foremost, I mean, we can't just not talk about uh, the Kansas City clinical. Um, just when you think that. Um, uh, oh, man, I just I just had a giant brain fart where I was going with that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Sorry, I'm, I'm back on track. Now, just when you think Patrick Mahomes can't get any better. This, this kid just pulls another rabbit out of his hat and just obliterates texas i mean it it was bad it was fun to watch if you weren't a texas fan i'll just leave it at that but hats off to my homie patrick mahomes and of course sammy Watkins for uh, giving me a nice fat lead day one of fantasy praise jesus um you know the rest of the games were great the there were two that i really wanted to talk about uh, well, three because I'm going to pick on the Jets as I do every week. So the first game I wanted to talk about was the Eagles and Washington football team game. I don't know what Carson Wentz did. So, so, so you guys know me and Ladarius naturally. We're talking throughout th- Sunday and and Thursday and well, honestly, like every day. We're worse than two damn schoolgirls at this point in our lives. Um, <laughs> so. We're, we're we're going back and forth, and I I, I get this uh, you know little ping on my phone that I get a message, and I, I look and I see it's Ladarius' face, so I open it up, and it's not even like, like, "Hey, how's your Sunday?" or "What's up, dude?" It's did Carson Wentz possibly sleep with every wife of the offensive line? Because I can't excuse what's going on to him right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this man got swacked not Fair once, way. not twice, but like eight sacks. This dude spent as much time on his ass as a uh, a hooker does in Las Vegas. I don't know what he did. <laughs> you act like you're shocked when I say these things, man. Well, you
0: know, you know you would think like the shock value is there still somehow. I don't know why, but
1: it's it's there though. But I don't know what Carson Wentz did to piss off that offensive line. But well, it worked. <laughs> it worked a lot not and i'm not discrediting washington's defense washington's defense they're not great but we at least know that they can sack the eagles eight times um and completely shut down their pass offense um i mean they they literally scored 27 unanswered points on on philadelphia you know old steamboat ron rivera i i said last year when they fired him when we did our black monday episode I told you that that was a mistake of Carolina getting rid of of uh, Ron Rivera. I like him as a coach a lot. He's honest, he's to the point, and he takes no shit from his players, and it showed with Cam Newton. He put Cam Newton in his place when he needed to be put there. Whether it hurt his feelings or not, it's regardless, but he did it. So him going to Washington with that same tenacity and de- definitely with a – far lesser cast than, than he had in Carolina. I think we could definitely agree on that. He doesn't have the talent he did in, 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 in bank of America field, but to go out there and beat a divisional rival on opening day. When the last time they won, I think it was like five years of the last time they won an opening day game. I mean, hats off to them again. I don't predict them winning the Super Bowl by any standards, but I just really wanted to, touch on that and just, I don't know if the Eagles are going to be that bad this season or the skin's going to be that good. Was it a fluke or like Ladarius pointed out did Carson Wentz stick his little wince in places that it, it didn't belong. I guess we'll find out. Um, but, and then to, to, to jump over to another uh, NFC game was the Buccaneers and the saints. And let me tell you something. I soaked up every ounce of that game with the warmest smile on my face. Tampa, you're in for a long season. Buckle up; it's going to be a rough ride. Um, you have a quarterback, so here, here's actually a, uh, a fun stat. Would you like a fun stat, Ladarius? Oh,
0: I love a good stat. Go ahead.
1: So here, so here's a good and fun stat. How many Cam Newtons does it cost for one Tom Brady? Oh, you know what? I think I saw this,
0: and if my math is correct, hmm, because Cam Newton's getting essentially a million and a half, almost Brady's getting So this, I think it's yeah, just remember twenty-three
1: carry, carry the one,
0: carry the one. What was that problem? was all my problem in school. Ah. Uh, I could carry everything but the one. Plus so, the one. what uh, was your
1: uh, what was your guess?
0: I'm going to go out and say there's 23, 23 Cam for one week. Uh,
1: for for your, your over and under that you always give me, which is a plus or minus two, you're spot on. So there, 22 Cam Newtons equals one Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> somehow, Cam Newton still scored just as many touchdowns as Tom Brady without two interceptions. So just, just let that sit in the back of your mind, is that right now Cam Newton is worth more per dollar than, than Tom Brady is. <laughs> um, I enjoyed – if if you could imagine a Karen screaming at, like, a, a, a manager at a target or, or a, I want to speak to the restaurant owner, it was Tom Brady on Sunday – Tom Brady was one of those angry old people that if you're getting out of your car without a mask on, that'll run up to you and be like, you need to put your mask on because you're going to kill us all. And some other stupid shit that they mutter. That was Tom Brady on the sideline acting like a fucking child. Tom Brady, you are a system quarterback and it showed and Bruce Arians system is definitely not yours. And now you don't have the referees on your side or Bill Belichick on the sideline bitching either. Welcome to 2020, dude. I enjoyed watching you fail, and I will enjoy watching you fail for the rest of the season. And that's my piece on that game. The only other game I really wanted to talk about was, of course, the Jets and the Bills. Um, Sam Darnold is trying. He, he really is. He went uh, 21 for 35, 215 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Can Considering the shit hand that this man is dealt, it's really not bad all things considering. I know that's terrible to say. Um, they're, they're literally already betting that Gase is going to be fired before the end of the season. There are legit Las Vegas bets. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, if if you look at the rest of the of the of the team, you know, uh, Jamison Crowder thankfully led the ball game uh, in receiving. two so games he- yeah, seven receptions, 115 yards, one TD. Uh, Josh Adams ran a TD in. Uh, and then, of course, we smacked the field goal. Um, Le'Veon Bell is officially on the uh, the injured reserve list now. Um, they're saying at least four weeks for a hamstring issue. I'm so glad we spent millions and millions of dollars on a running back that we don't even have a, a, a front line for to even push through. And then on top of that, we hired – you know Frank Gore and his how old like how old is Frank Gore? I mean he's he's got to be what in his sixties by now at this point.
0: You know what? I think he's sixty five. I I did see him at a Bob Evans once. So, <laughs> and it was like, like four thirty in the four thirty. So yeah,
1: he's he he's getting that uh, that early bird special. I mean you know even Frank Gore he had six carries for twenty four yards. Here's here's another fun stat: the entire Jets offense. Had a total of 52 rushing yards between four people. If you average it out, that's 13 rushing yards per person. That is pathetic, dude. We uh, hashtag fire Gase. That is what I'm proposing. I'm gonna say that every day. I'm gonna be like one of these little snot nosed millennials that didn't get my way. So if I had a Twitter, I'd go on and bitch on it. Hashtag fire Adam Gase. This man sucks. He's a cancer to the organization. The only great thing about this is we'll end up with another first-round draft pick we probably won't be able to do anything with. God bless America. Other than that, the rest of the games uh you know were pretty good. I was a little disappointed in the uh the Falcons and Seahawks game. Russell Wilson played incredibly well. Matty Ice played incredibly well. Uh, even, even though I was pulling, even though I said the Seahawks were gonna win, I was subconsciously pulling for the Falcons, just because I got Matty Ice on my team and all of his glory, um, the Cardinals shut down the 49ers, which was outright fun to watch. Um, Joe Burrow definitely opened a statement in his opening game. I, uh, he took command of the Bengals. They didn't win, but I honestly see some potential. I d- I didn't know how well he would do in uh, in in, in the NFL because that's just a whole different ballgame than college, but he did he kept his head on his shoulders. I think he's going to develop into a great player. It just sucks he's on a terrible team. The Cowboys did Cowboys things and shit the bed against the Rams. Uh, and then the Lions had every chance to win that game in the final, like five <sighs> seconds of the game. In typical Detroit fashion, they let us down. Um, the Lions and Chrysler transmissions must be made from the same place because when you depend on them, they shit the bed. Um, and then of course Baltimore just completely destroyed the, the the Cleveland Browns, and of course that was fun to watch. The Cleveland Steamer, um, Odell Beckham, uh, did next to nothing, and now he wants out. They want to get rid of him. I think wherever he goes, he's another Antonio Brown in the making. Uh, I just I'm I'm gonna call it now. Other than that, that's my thoughts on it. And of course the uh, the Monday night games. I'm not gonna lie, I'm elderly. Uh, So I didn't even watch the Titans and Broncos game. I did see the highlights. Um, That was, thank God I don't have Gostowski on any of my fantasy teams. I did see him actually cost one person in our league's game. I did enjoy watching that. Uh, And then the Steelers and Giants, again, went how I thought it would. But Daniel Jones, also another kid that's up and coming. But that's what I got, man. What do you think? I know you wanted to hit a couple games. Well, I don't
0: know how to top that, but I'll try. But, uh, you, you know, Chris, I, I guess I'll, I'll kind of start where you ended there with the, with the Steelers-Giants game. I, I, I was able to – I watched it. And I learned – I took away two – no, I took away three things. One, I said in the beginning when we picked our games, I picked, I picked the, the Steelers to win about ten games because as long as Big Ben is healthy – he, I could argue, he's the second best quarterback in that division behind Lamar Jackson. And in a quarterback-driven league, Big Ben hasn't gone anywhere. He, you know, like a, you know, like El Okuj says that don't call it a comeback. He, he's been there before. He's been hurt. He's come back and he's played well. So wasn't surprised at that. But I learned a lot about the Giants and in terms of their philosophy. You know, you know Joe Judge. You know, possibly the second most famous judge in New York. You know. Maybe the third, maybe Judge Wagner, maybe I don't know, but <laughs> but I I like what I saw was an identity, and Chris I saw a team with an identity for the Giants. I saw the listen Daniel Jones. I always said that maybe they should go with Haskins, but the way Daniel Jones, you know, it's just it's just game one under you know Joe Judge and that you know, Jason Garrett offensive coordinator. It goes to show you that Garrett's a very good coordinator. He understands quarterbacks. Running a team, it's great. You know, you can run a department, then you can run the whole company if people get that parable. So that's kind of like Jason Garrett. So I like how they're progressing offensively. You know, Saquon Barkley just got, you know, listen, he got shut down. He ran the ball a lot and got just shut down. So I took away learning a lot from that. Also, I did see the Titans Broncos game, and listen, I was almost right about Denver. I wasn't wrong, you know. I just I knew Denver was going to compete in that football game because I think Drew Locke is the guy. I think he's the guy in Denver. I believe in that, but I questioned Vic Fangio at the end of that game because Chris, they had three timeouts. Tennessee w- was going to score at least three points. They were already in the red zone, and so if you're Vic Fangio why not burn your timeouts leave some time on the clock for Drew Lock who has you got Jerry Judy. you got Noah Fant you got weapons on that offense you got Melvin Gordon you got so my question was why didn't you give your offense a chance to win you know give Drew Lock a chance to win the game cuz essentially you left them with like 17 seconds to drive down the field to get in the field goal range and they didn't even get that so that's just my little takeaway from that and just like I say, the couple of games that I observed, like Green Bay of Minnesota. Now, I remember, Chris, I don't know if you remember, but when we picked the NFC North, and uh, where did you have Green Bay at, if you, if, you, if you recall? Where did you have Green Bay at? Where did you have Green Bay
1: at? Not winning. Not winning, actually. Not winning. I, I had my Vikings at the uh, at the top of the list and Green Bay in a very strong second place.
0: Yeah, you know, in fact you have them, if my notes are correct, yeah that's seven and nine.
1: I keep notes. Okay. So okay. you know even but even even I could be wrong, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not knocking you for it, but I use that as an example because everybody thought, you know, Green Bay's fall to the face of the earth. Absolutely not. I believed in Aaron Rodgers simply because I saw a Minnesota team. Let's face the facts. They're rebuilding, and I read an article that's very interesting, and it kind of submits the point. They're a rebuilding team and don't know it. It's like being in a relationship and not knowing it's over. It's like if you're wondering why the locks are constantly being changed uh, and you wonder why they're not picking up your phone calls and your text. at some point you should get the hint. And I think that Minnesota has to not say embrace a complete, you know, overhaul, you know, in terms of rebuilding, but that defense is definitely on the rebuild. But Aaron Rodgers, 32 and 44, 364 yards, four touchdowns. He threw the, He had a 73% completion percentage. That's the 48th game since 2008 of throwing, having a game with 70-plus completion percentage. And in those games, Chris, he's 39, 8, and 1. When, he, when Aaron Rodgers plays like that, Chris, that's a Super Bowl team. That's a Super Bowl contender team. And I, you know, I, will, I tell I people, and I'm like, when you get, when number 12, with Mr. Discount Double Check plays like that, you get that. And, you know, just like how he said in the press conference, I'll say it here. R-E-L-A-X. I tell people, relax. Green Bay is fine. I think Matt LaFleur is going to learn the lesson that Mike McCarthy learned, let Aaron be Aaron. And, you know, have a system in place. Listen, Devontae Adams, 14 reception, 156 yards, two touchdowns. But also, Chris, listen, that Valdez Scantlin, he had a touchdown. Alan Lazard, he had a touchdown. Chris, they have, all, they have weapons. I think Rodgers is embracing something. He's doing what Russell Wilson did a long time ago, Chris. Embrace the weapons you have. Because it, your organization is not going to your organization is not going to keep investing in in wide receivers all the time, okay? No, I okay. Yes. I mean, so hey, you so, know,
1: I'll, I'll give you I'll give you that one, man. You uh, you you got me, you got me on that game because I I think that was the different splitter uh, on 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 our weekly picks this week.
0: And and but the thing is, you you were right about I think you were right about Adam Thielen. You know, Adam Thielen had a great game, six receptions, 110 yards, two touchdowns. But the rest of the whole team, Chris combined, 13 receptions, 149 yards. That was everybody else. Yeah, combined. it wasn't.
1: And,
0: and that to me is going to be a concern long term for that, for them. And you know, speaking of concerns, I want to just Listen, I know I've bashed the Cleveland Browns on this show on more than one occasion. I think if you show my face in Cleveland, I think they won't even let me in the city. They may stop me at the terminal and turn me back around.
1: I think it was you threatened to throw a kitchen sink at Freddy Kitchens, if I remember correctly. I won't. Uh, I'll just leave it at this. Can't, can't confirm or deny said allegations?
0: Right. You know, listen, listen, I took gotcha. criminal justice. I know what to say and what not to say. So, listen, I can't confirm. Maybe I did go to Home Depot, procure the sink. Maybe I did go to downtown Cleveland. Listen, you know it's it's a busy, it's a happening city. At least so, so I've been told. But I'm going to defend, and this is maybe shocking to a lot of people. I'm going to defend one. I'm going to defend one player on this team, and one player only. I'm going to defend Baker Mayfield here. I'm going to defend Baker. I said, think about this, Chris. He got stuck with a coach, who essentially. He got stuck with a high school coach. He got stuck with, with, you know, like a Pop Warner coach in Freddie Kitchens. He had to deal with the turnover with Hugh Jackson. This guy has dealt with a lot in three years. And now you're bringing a coach, Kevin Stefanski, who, listen, very, listen, a coordinator at Minnesota. He understands offense. I think it's going to work. But the problem is going to be Odell Beckham. Chris, he had 10 targets, Odell, and three receptions. At some point, this is what's going to make it harder for Cleveland to trade him, Chris. And it's simply this. You gave up two starters, a first and a third rounder for Odell Beckham. And, and if you're Dave Gettleman, the the Giants yeah, GM, like like you you take that deal. Here's the problem, Chris. And there are reports that, you know, Odell wants out. Chris, the question is, who wants him? <laughs> because you're cuz uh, and you know to me that's a legitimate question because someone on Twitter and she made a very good point is that Eli kind of made Odell and that's very true i cuz people you look at the numbers chris look at the numbers just look at the last couple of years that Odell with Eli and Odell and look at just the last year you're like it's nowhere close. So they're thinking pairing him with Baker. I'm like, no, this is the problem. Chris, I always argue. Odell Beckham is like a very flashy car.
1: Like a like a flashy car with a slow motor, because it looks fast and it acts fast and it sounds fast. But then, then when you line it up on the quarter mile, it just completely shits to the bed. Correct. Yeah, that's, good, that's, that's good. kind of what I was figuring.
0: <laughs> a, a lot, a lot of great car talk on today's show,
1: but, Amen.
0: but, but here's the reality, Chris. He's devalued. He's he went from a Rolls Royce to a Mazda at best. Because here's the problem I have with Odell Beckham. I I agree with your with your you know analogy of of uh, Antonio Brown, but I'll double down and say this: for all intents and purposes. At least, and this is important, you know, when Antonio Brown wanted out, he, you know, he, he listen, they got rid of him really quickly because he didn't have any value. You know, the, you know, like, for example, like when Pittsburgh traded him to Oakland, Oakland got was like a fourth round pick. So it was easy for Oakland to cut ties with him because they didn't really give up a, a top tier pick. The Cleveland Browns, that front office, the new front office, I should say, Chris, they're in the a dilemma because you gave up a first-round pick. You gave up players. You gave up two starters. And how do you – you're not going to get that back, Chris. And I didn't mean to go on this Odell beckham tirade, but listen, my theory is this, Chris. Odell Beckham needs to sit down, get into the get into those meetings, Chris, Get into those meetings with, with Baker. Get into those wide receiver meetings. Learn what you're doing wrong. Because, Chris, a lot of those routes he was running, Chris, they were not great whatsoever. And more importantly, Chris, he needs to get in there, stop demanding the football, because you're not the best receiver on your team. I could argue that Austin Hooper, the you know former Falcon, is a better receiver than you are. Get in the room learn the playbook because you gotta Chris, he got away with playing the way he did. Cause he was playing with a veteran. He played with Eli Manning who by the way, should be a hall of famer. I don't want to get into discussion again. He's a hall of famer. Take away those two rings. Just the fact of how he made Odell Beckham look puts him in the hall of fame in my opinion. But to wrap up the point about Cleveland, Chris, they had, a, they had the ball for 30 minutes, but listen, they have three turnovers, and they only completed 24% of their third downs. You're not going to win football games. And Lamar Jackson, he's 20-3 and three now as a starter. He had 20-25, 275 yards, three touchdowns. But J.K. Dobbins, Chris, you know, the, the rookie from uh, Ohio State, he had two rushing touchdowns. How, how this offense is going to be very, very good for a very long time. In my oh, opinion,
1: absolutely. Um, you know, because not only they got Dobbins, they still got Mark Ingram just hanging out there in the back, and then Lamar Jackson's got some feet on him too. I mean, it's Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. I agree. They're going to be a very good team for a very, very long time. Um, and to part of what you're saying about Baker Mayfield, um, it makes it makes perfect sense to be honest with you. I mean. He's out there doing what he can with the best of what, of what he has. And I, I think we even touched on it when all those players made their way to, to Cleveland. I said, there's going to be too many personalities for that team. You know, it was, it was the problem when LeBron James went to Miami. Luckily, D Wade, as a veteran, I don't want to say sat him down, but I think LeBron understood who in the pecking order, where he, he fell. And then you also had like Chris Bosh in there, and Ray Allen, and and you know numerous others. Um, they knew where they stood. It was D Wade's team, and I, I I think in in Cleveland again, there's too many personalities. Kitchens is a terrible coach, and there's just a slew of problems. I, I but I mean the good thing is, if anything, at least Baker Mayfield's got some sweet commercials he's making money off of because it's damn sure not doing well in the NFL. <laughs>
0: Because Chris, I don't know if you heard, but Hulu has live sports. I don't know if you heard that before, but but Hulu Hulu has live sports. So oh, that commercial
1: is like, hilarious.
0: <laughs> like we 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 get
1: that it. Commercial. <laughs> that, that, that commercial was hilarious, man. Um, yeah, no, uh, yeah. I, I, besides, I I don't know what else to say on on Cleveland. I think they're a lost cause and i think baker mayfield is going to be the byproduct of a damaged team and i think that's someone who could have done great things in the nfl but will fall short because of it you know another person who's on that same thing not to rewind but sam darnold on the jets i i truly think his nfl career is is being jeopardized by adam Gase and by the jets front office and um hypothetically this is just me thinking out loud. I almost see the Jets, and, and because this is how stupid their management is, for some dumb reason, I see it as keeping Gase, which I don't understand why. And I hope I'm dead wrong on this. I see them releasing Darnold because this is his fourth year. So his rookie contract's over at this point. Um, They're going to let him go. I think they're going to pick Trevor Lawrence up from Clemson in the draft, and they'll. Just ruin his career too. I see them I, I, doing it.
0: I, I agree with half of what you're saying, and, and let me explain. I can potentially see them getting a Trevor Lawrence, but I do see them moving on from Adam Gase, Chris, because at some point, I would like to think that you know the Johnson family who owns the Jets has some kind of they have eyes and they have glasses and you know they have. You know, they have, you know, viewing devices, if you know what I'm saying. So if not, I'll
1: take their ass to the lens crafters.
0: Yeah, yeah. Listen, I got mine at America's best. So between one of us, they'll get they'll get great eye care. So at some point I think they'll see it and, and with Baker Mayfield and you're seeing the problem is is that look Lamar Jackson is flourishing because that's a great organization. It's a great structure in Baltimore as opposed to Baker. Listen, I bash Baker a lot on this show. But, Chris, when I saw that game yesterday, Chris, when I saw that game, excuse me, when I saw that game Sunday, Chris, this is what happened. I, I had like one of those epiphanies and I said, man, Baker screwed. He screwed. Because, listen, it's not Baker's fault that they hired a college, they essentially hired a plumber to be the head coach and he got stuck with dealing with Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr., he's got all this talent, and nobody's considering him. Because, listen, for all intents and purposes, Chris, Baker only got sacked twice. That offensive line is paying dividends against a very, very good Baltimore front seven, by the way. So there's light at the end of the tunnel there. But speaking of light at the end of the tunnel, you know, I didn't want to talk about it. But, listen, I'll talk about Seattle and Atlanta. I'll talk about it. Did I want to? No. But since you were brave enough to talk about your Jets, Chris, I'm brave enough to talk about my Falcons. <laughs> and I saw the game, and I, I took away two things. I was very conflicted in this game, Chris, because you know how much I love Russell Wilson. I love Russell yep. It was hard. It's like essentially watching two of your sons, and it's like you're picking a favorite. And I couldn't do it, Chris. I had to leave the room. I couldn't do it. It was hard. It was hard. But I, I watched it. And, look, my takeaways for Atlanta is simply the defense still has some cleaning up, cleaning up to do, especially in the secondary. But the front seven, there's potential there. You know, Grady, Jared, you know, he had one and a half sacks. The whole defense isn't bad, Chris. It's just the coaching of it. It's what's really getting to me, and a lot of Atlanta fans that I talk to in in various groups on social media. It's, it's 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 Dan Quinn, and akin to the you know Adam Gates and the Jets. You know, I think Dan Quinn got a free pass, Chris, because he did take him to a Super Bowl. So I guess that, but Chris, at some point, how long did that free
1: pass last?
0: Right, and and at some point, Chris, I'm like, well, that's not good enough. Because we blew a 28-3 to lead, and we've never been the same team since. Never. And I stand by it, and you heard me talk about that a lot. That's not the same football team. We declined every year after that Super Bowl. We're not the same team.
1: Absolutely. You you know, it it reminds me of, I think it was the 94 run in the playoffs with the Orlando Magic. Remember when Nick Anderson missed that shot, and it just it? mentally destroyed and it ruined it just it killed the magic and i i i, I don't know who the nick anderson would be. i guess you know quinn the head coach could be the nick anderson because he's the one that shit the bed with just the poor play calling but yeah i ever since then the falcons have just been just they they've been anywhere but where they're supposed to be on sundays and, uh, yeah. and, and it shows in games. I mean, granted, you'll have your. I mean, Matty Ice went out there and he did everything he potentially could to keep them in the game. I mean, Absolutely. you know, he, I, I, I don't know what else he could have done besides go out there and go play defense. You know, I yeah. mean, I just, I, he went 37 for 54, 450 yards with two touchdowns and an interception. I don't know how much more you could ask for your quarterback to do. I mean, Jesus, dude, you know, uh, they need to get their ass together on on defense in Atlanta and 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 Dan Quinn needs to get his shit squared away uh, at the helm because he he is about to titanic that team right into an iceberg, man. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think I don't think it's going to be repairable if it if it, if it goes nuclear, man. We're we're going to see a Chernobyl in in the dirty south there. Um, and and, and it's the same thing with the Jets. You know, I I don't know if, if Arthur Blank is is looking at it like you said. Maybe because of that Super Bowl, it gives him a pass. But how like like how long does that free pass last, man? It's like it's like if you got a friend and. And they did something for you, and they kind of like, "Oh hey, do you remember that one time i I held that door open for you and it's the yeah. same thing you remember that one time I held that door open for you though, bro and it's like how many like how many times are you gonna throw it in my face dude and it's the same thing with with Quinn is how many free passes can this man get for going to a Super Bowl and getting his ass beat? when he had such somehow it was if if it was like a uFC fight, the Falcons were on top like in a full mount position, just hammer fisting the Patriots in the face. Their nose is broken, their 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 forehead's bleeding, their mouth is bleeding. And literally the ref is at the point where he's about to step in and split him and call it a game. And then before the ref does it, the fighter just stands up and is like, Well I guess I'll just let you up and see what happens. I mean that's essentially you know, like how many how many free passes can you get there, Mr. Quinn? And it's the same thing with Adam Gase. And it's a funny thing that you were talking about um Mr. Johnson are uh uh, our our lovely team owner here for uh, for the Jets. So he actually just had a press release how Adam Gase is, and I quote, this is per sources in, from ESPN in Florham Park, New Jersey, which is their their headquarters facility, uh, CEO Christopher Johnson gives his full support in coach Adam Gase, calling him a brilliant offensive mind, end quote. And I have, end quote, full confidence in Adam and his abilities, end quote. And I want, and I understand that they want to see success, and I think he will bring it. <laughs> what pair of glasses is Johnson looking through? Does he got those giant clown glasses you can buy at the carnival when you knock the milk bottles over, yeah. or like when you're doing funny wedding pictures in the in the photo booth? Like, dude, <laughs> what? What? Three words, man. What the fuck? That's what I gotta say to to to. To Mr. Johnson there I don't know if he's trying to run the, the, the Jets organization into the ground I'm hoping not because I'm sure Mr. Christopher Johnson Makes a buttload of cash off Of uh, merchandise And everything else But man what are you doing Have full full, uh, full faith in Adam Gase And he's a brilliant offensive mind Sure dude I might as well go take the local pedophile And hire him as a kindergarten teacher That's just about as stupid As it can get it's.
0: But that's it, my two cents. I mean, uh, he's got those Mr. Magoo glasses, because I don't know what he sees. It's 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 funny, Chris, because I remember Arthur Blank then the last season saying something similar to what to what Woody to, to what Woody Johnson said. And Chris, it's it's scary. It's like, are they watching the games? Or is it the people the people they hire to watch the game lying to them? And, and and to me, Chris, but you know, before I move on, to me, Chris, my problem with Atlanta has always been in the fact of how we drafted. It's it's like we when we dra- like I said, I'm not knocking AJ Terrell. I'm not knocking AJ Terrell. Let's be clear. But in the past, Chris What? Look at how many defensive players have went off the board before and after that were all pros and nobody nobody made a move for. Like, this organization, Chris, if you recall, we traded up to get Julio Jones. We traded up. So it's not like we can't see a great—for example, Chris, I would have loved to see Atlanta traded up to get Chase Young. Cause I look at Chase Young and I'm like, that's he's. I'm not gonna say he's Lawrence Taylor doing some damage. Yeah, and, and I'm not gonna say you know he he's the next, in my opinion, one of the next great defensive talents in the NFL, who's gonna who's a future Hall of Famer, and we couldn't trade up to get him, knowing that defensively is our problem. We don't need any more receivers. We don't listen. Running back position, look. Go find listen call Barry, you know, call Barry Sanders. Dude, we're fine there. But the reality, Chris, is, is that Dan Quinn can't coach. He gotta listen, and in that scenario you mentioned, Chris, you know who Nick Anderson is? I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly who Nick Anderson is, Chris. It's Kyle Shanahan. It's Kyle Shanahan. How do I know that? Who who uh Chris? Who also blew a lead in the Super Bowl, Chris? That would be Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's Nick Anderson. And then look what happened week one. They lose to the Cardinals. And for the record, Chris, the era, you, do you know what the record is? The last 11 games, the Cardinals, when the Cardinals have played the, the Niners, you know what you know. What the Cardinals' record is against the 49ers?
1: I bet you probably not good.
0: No, oh. Chris, they're nine. Not- in two versus San Francisco the last 11 games. No shit. And I'm like, when you when you watch the game, you're like, they don't have a number one receiver. Listen, Chris, they let a lot of people walk out that door to... Listen, you gave up DeForest Buckner. You, you don't have... Emmanuel Sanders is no longer there. The problem is, Chris, and the problem's always going to be, Chris, is that Listen, they'd have no number one receiver, which would be interesting, Chris, because, listen, if Odell really wants out, if I'm John Lynch, would you take a flyer on Odell Beckham? Because you can't get any worse. You can't get any worse, in my opinion, because there's no number (laughs) one receiver sitting at home. You know, Jerry Rice, but Jerry Rice, he's not coming back. Anyway, Jerry Rice ain't walking through that door. And San Francisco kind of folded underlook the, they they folded. They underestimate and DeAndre Hopkins. And you know, I I you know imagine being Bill O'Brien and Sean Watson watching that game and they're just sitting in there and they're crying tears in their popcorn like we let him go for what? And that's what you get. That Cardinals team's gonna be a tough out for a lot of teams, Chris. But I'll just say this before I wrap up Listen. Speaking of things that should have been wrapped up, the Dallas Cowboys should have wrapped up that game against the Rams. But, like I always say, Chris, and you've heard me say it, what's the one thing that that Dak Prescott should never do that he did?
1: Throw over 50 passes, uh, 50 attempts. 50 attempts, you're going to catch the L. It's like when over 30, listen, he's over 30? That guy's dangerous. How do I know that?
0: Listen, Lamar Jackson had 25. That's fine. Because what, what, what do the Baltimore Ravens have and the Dallas Cowboys have? They have a running game. So you don't have to throw the ball like Mahomes did. Or, you know, you don't have to throw the ball 35, 40 times a game. Because I, I use this comparison, Chris. Think of a pitcher. Who, some people can, some pitchers can pitch deeper in the games, Chris. Some can't. Dak Prescott yeah, can get you a long game true. if you just throw so many. You got to put him on a pitch count, essentially. Like if, if he was yeah. listen, if he was like a Kershaw, or any one of these a's, like a Garrett Cole, you don't necessarily need a pitch count. You know they can go the full nine, given the circumstances of the game, because you you trust your defense. Ironically, you trust your defense, and you trust your and you to a certain degree. You trust that the bats behind you are going to do great. The problem is, Chris, the Dallas Cowboys can't win close games. I believe they're like, they're a one in nine since last season. And, and one, and one you know, in games decided by, by like one, one point or less. Chris, this, you know, by you know, five points or less. Chris, this is a terrible, they can't close games. And hiring Mike McCarthy, which I still think is a great hire. It's not, Chris, this is not a Mike McCarthy problem, Chris. This is a Dak Prescott problem. And I don't care if you hire Jimmy Johnson. I don't care if you hire Vince Lombardi. I don't care if you... Chris, you could go hire Gene Hackman from the replacements. I don't care what... You hire Al Pacino Al Pacino from any given Sunday. Dak Prescott is going to be the problem. He's always going to be the problem. Because you have Zeke. Feed Zeke the ball. That Rams front seven, outside of Aaron Donald, Chris, that's a you can run against them. You can run against them. But the reality is, people are like, oh what about the penalty? No, I don't want to hear any excuses about that. There's still a chance to win beyond that. So you know and, and to wrap up, listen, the Chiefs proved listen, the Chiefs have a running game now. That's the they're the most complete team in football right there with Baltimore. They're right there with Baltimore.
1: Yeah. Like, that rookie, he good was it Clyde edwards Helene? Yeah, Clyde uh, was Hilaire. Yeah, or Hilaire. Yeah, my lord, he in the words of Stone Cold Steve Austin, he put boots to asses quick, fast, and in a hurry. He wasted no time.
0: And and like I said, and and that's and that's what I have. And and speaking of, you know, speaking of things of having, I didn't have a win in fantasy. I won't go into it. I just remember. certain people on this show one I think they had the biggest margin of look he's going to tell y'all about what what am, what am I doing? I'm just I'm just pumping him up like I'm the hype man like I'm Paul Heyman
1: or something. That's not going to happen. Let me get the Drake song going there. Oh, man. I, I got that W this week, yes, we all know it. Uh, top overall score and largest margin of victory no big deal that's just another week in the uh in the murdering at madden brigade i actually need to come up with a new team name i need something fun i might be undercover dhs police this because i usually always try to go for something very politically questionable so and and everyone's on the trump train there's like what three or four trump teams in our so i can't do that um so i figured like secret dhs police or like i don't know something i got, got to come up with something. Maybe I'll have something for you guys next week. But anyways, Murdering at Madden. Well, I'm going to help you guys murder at Fantasies. So here's my stardom and setum's for uh, for this week. Um, there are some definites, I think, that were very impressive this week. That if you're on your on the wire, if you haven't picked them up, do yourself a solid and uh, go scoop them. Um, if they're not there, then well, um, may the force be with you, or live long and prosper, or well, as I say, sucks to suck. Um, <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I know you hate me when I do fantasy, man. <laughs> I can feel the hatred all the way. Like, I'm legit 1,000 miles away, dude, and I can feel it just building in you, man.
0: <laughs> oh, you know, it, it's a lot of things building up. You know, calcium, blood, bones. But, yeah, th- th- it's somewhere on the list. Somewhere on the list.
1: Um, so, the to start off, I'm going to take you... Uh, on an injury issue, so week one, I think I even said it that I was hoping I wouldn't be right, but week one with minimal practice, no preseason, injuries were gonna were gonna happen. Uh, so, some ones to potentially, if you have them on your team, you literally need to check them out every single day. If you don't, Houston, you're gonna have a problem. Um, first and foremost, um, Kenny Galladay, excuse me, uh, Kenny Galladay um, from Detroit. He's got a hamstring issue. Um, There's that along. i pun intended to see what's going on. James Conner. Um, well, he's injured again. What a shock. Uh, he's got an ankle issue. Keep keep an eyeball on him. Uh, Miles Sanders, another hammy issue. Philip Lindsay, He's got a, a, a little, one of his little piggies is messed up. He's got a toe issue. Uh, Cortland Sutton, shoulder issue. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, uh, hamstring issue. Chris Godwin, a uh, Officially today, uh, Wednesday, got put in concussion protocol. The fact they put him in concussion protocol this late in the week is not a good sign. More than likely, he will not play this week if I was going to throw some money down. So, if you got him, you might want to start looking for some substitutes. Michael Thomas, ankle issues, out for multiple weeks. Greg Kittle with a knee issue, questionable. Um, all of these guys are listed questionable except for Le'Veon Bell. He's officially on IR. Um, so, if you have. Have IR slots on your bench. Um, if you have a commissioner as gracious as I am, oh, um, <laughs> I am kind, but I am fair. I just ask you to bow before me.
0: <laughs> was it? Now, it was commissioner Gordon, all of a sudden, jeez, that No, back.
1: Nah, nah, that, that's no, nah, That's the dude from uh, from Three Hundred. Uh, the the God, God King Xerxes. I am kind, but I am fair.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of prefer, nah, prefer uh, Commissioner Gordon,
1: but you know, it's
0: uh, neither here nor there.
1: All right, well I ain't, got, I ain't got that good of a mustache, though. that's a, that's a hell of a '70s porn stash, man. I I I, don't, I ain't got that yet, man. Like 30 more years, I'll be able to I'll be certified to grow one. Um, uh, all like I said, all these guys are listed questionable. Minus Slavion Bell. Please do yourself a favor, so I don't have to hear you whine about it. Keep eyes on it. Um, uh, rolling through your 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 regulars, your strong starts, your weak starts, your questionables. Uh, I'm just gonna run through the the typical positions. So quarterbacks number. One, of course, Patrick Mahomey, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, uh Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, uh Matty Ice, Drew Brees, Kyle, Kyler Murray. So your strong starts. I'm gonna hit your boy right here, Aaron Rodgers. So good old discount double check. Uh he's gonna be uh, uh, playing Detroit this week. And well, you know, it's Detroit's pass defense, and both of their cornerbacks, I believe, are injured. So hashtag question mark uh another strong start surprisingly and again now i'm on the other side of, of ladarius's coin uh cam newton going to seattle um seattle does not traditionally do well against running quarterbacks so keep an eyeball out for him if you got cam on your team i would put him in against seattle i think that would be a good a good situation to be in um ben roethlisberger going to Denver. Uh, Denver's uh, uh, secondaries and shreds, even without Justin Simmons Um, and with, with Connor going down, I think big Ben's going to go for more of an aviation based attack and he'll be, he'll be launching that ball across the field. Um, Matthew Stafford on the flip side of it, playing against green Bay, um, you know, green Bay's defense wasn't spectacular against, against Minnesota. Um, And, We all know Matthew Stafford can make the throws. It's just his receiving core can make the catches. Um, Another strong, uh, Kirk Cousins going to uh, Indianapolis. I think the Vikings issue last week was more defensive preparation. Um, They weren't making plays, but like you said, Thielen did have a hell of a game. The rest of this team, and the Alvin Cook, of course, did what he could, but I think the Vikings will have a bounce-back game. Um, if you're playing in the, like, FanDuel DraftKings, I know, like I said, I would talk about these now because more people are asking for them. Uh, Daniel Jones, you can get him on a low overhead in both DraftKings and FanDuel. Same thing with Mitchell Trubitsky. Um, Chicago is playing New York. Both defenses are eh. Um, I think that we'll definitely see some some potential quarterbacks in there. So if you're in the money leagues, throw them. Uh, if you're in a very big bound or bind right now, and you're streaming quarterbacks, like, I don't know, maybe you you got a shitty one in the draft, uh, maybe someone you're not happy with. Uh, some deep streamers, keep your eyeballs open for uh, Ryan Tannehill from uh, Tennessee and Joe Burrow uh, from Cincinnati going to Cleveland. So, well, y'all, you guys already know how bad we rag on them. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is going to Jacksonville. Of course, Jacksonville, it's a hit or miss. I think, Ladarius, you you gave them your apology for their, their one victory that they're going to get. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. One in 15, I, I, folks. One in 15. There you go.
1: I don't, I, I, don't see, I don't see them winning against Tannehill, not the way that they were playing. Um, some weaker starters, uh, definitely if you have Carson Wentz, go ahead and put him on your bench until he's like, banging the uh, offensive line wives because that's really what it seems like. Yeah. Um, he is not safe, and the Rams are an even better defense, I think, than, uh, than Washington. So, Carson Wentz, uh, please don't get injured. I don't want to see something happen to you. Um, Jimmy G going to the Jets. Uh, as horrible as the Jets are, we still got a, a modest pass defense. Marcus May definitely can can produce some issues, I think, to Jimmy G. Um, which will limit his volume and effectiveness. And then of course with uh with Kittle going possibly going down, that of course lets um us the issues, you know, continue to pile on. Uh Garner Minshew uh, uh going to going to Tennessee. Minshew Mini is cool, he's alive, he's out, but Tennessee's got a pretty good defense. Uh as great as Tyrod Taylor did on his opening day, um He's now facing Kansas City, so we already know what that means, kids. Uh, Derek Carr going to New Orleans. Do yourself a favor, stop. And and then uh, Teddy Bridgewater going to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay does have a good secondary. It didn't show (laughs) against the Saints. But, um, well, there is a lot lot of issues there, so we'll just leave it at that. Um, Swapping over to running backs, of course, Shaquan Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Chris McCaffrey, Zeke, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb. a new one that I have added to the list, Clyde Edwards. I did not have him on this week, but – oh, excuse me, last week, but I got him on now. Uh, Todd Gurley, uh, 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 Aaron Jones from Green Bay, uh, Kenny Drake from Arizona. Some of your strong starters, uh, Jonathan Taylor going against Minneapolis. Um, you know, he's he's replacing an injured Marlon Mack. The Vikings gave up a lot of yards last week on the ground, so we're going to figure out if that was a mistake or if this is going to be a reoccurring trend. Uh, Hunt going to Cincinnati. Uh, Him him and Chubb got this Batman and Robin-type backfield-heavy duo. I think Kareem Hunt is going to definitely get some heavy touches, and Hunt is a very violent runner, and Cincinnati just statistically doesn't do good against those head-up runners. Uh, you brought him up earlier. I'm going to, I'm going to tag team him with, uh, Mark, Mark Ingram, uh, JK Dobbins. I know you're high on him. Uh, the Texans, uh, they've got a terrible defensive front. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. So if you got either one of them, do yourself a favor, put them in, uh, Malcolm Brown from the Rams going to Philadelphia. Um, again, we're going to see if it's, you know, if it was rookie magic or whether there's something to be there. Uh and then uh for the uh the DFS bargains for DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh if you got Ronald Jones for Tampa, uh I think he looked good looking up to Bruce Arians system. I think they're gonna might this week try to keep it on the ground a little bit more than last week. Uh I think we got some issues in the Tom Brady department. And then Benny Stell from uh the Steelers going to Denver. Both of those you guys can get on low overheads uh on FanDuel and DraftKings uh your weaker starters for running backs Melvin Gordon, Sony Michelle, uh Antonio Gibson, uh Leonard Fournette. They really didn't do too much with uh, uh with, with Fournette. I think Rojo is going to is kind of the capital running back right now. Um literally any Miami Dolphins player you have, have going to Buffalo, just just sit him. Just, just just do it. Um literally any Jets offensive player you have going san francisco like a good boy sit in a corner um so as you see i'm indiscriminate uh wide receivers uh same thing julio jones calvin ridley devontae adams uh tyree kill mike evans if his, let's see how his, his hammy's doing d hop of course uh kenny gallday same thing let's see how he's facing uh juju i think did a great job i think dj Moore will have a better week this week of course adam Thielen, amari cooper um Tyler Lockett and DJ Metcalf from uh, the Seahawks. Uh, pretty much anybody that is a wide receiver for <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. I think we'll just leave it at that. Um, some of your younger starts based on matchups. Again, I'm I'm really picking on Minnesota this week. Um, T.Y. Hilton. He had a very quiet week last week. Um, but I think the Viking secondary looked absolutely atrocious. Again, I don't know if it's an Aaron Rodgers. Surgical incision, or if it's just uh, to whom it may concern, uh, Scud missile being dropped on a field. Um, AJ Green or Tyler Boyd from the Bengals going to Cleveland. I really think that that Joe Burrow is gonna. I think everybody knows Cleveland's, besides the Jets and the Dolphins, are kind of the laughing stock of the NFL. I think we might see uh, Burrow get a little brave with his receivers and and start chucking some balls in the second half to really open up the uh, uh, open up the lead. Uh, another strong one, and I, again, I, I'm I'm busting the balls of your Falcons. Their secondary, I mean, you pick on them just as much as I do. Their secondary had some issues from the Seahawks. Again, is it a Russell Wilson issue? Can Dak do it if Dak keeps under 50 passes? Michael Gallup or C.D. Lamb, I think, could be very valuable. Um, this is a teeter point. Marvin Jones, if Galladay is still hurt, expect uh, Marvin Jones to step up. With the uh, issue of Michael Thomas, a very strong start is going to be Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders just got put in the number one slot position. With uh, Thomas going out with a high ankle sprain, he's going to be out for a few weeks. Emmanuel Sanders is a very reliable source for catches. He can catch on the run. He can catch open. He can go to the back of the end zone. He will do what you want. Uh, Some of your uh, FanDuel DraftKings, Anthony Miller from the Bears, Robbie Anderson from the Panthers. I told you I was very high on Robbie Anderson going into week one. I was right. That man tore it up that game. Unfortunately, I had him on my bench because I had too many good receivers. He gave me 35 points on the bench. It did hurt a little bit, but here we are. Uh, some sleepers, uh, Mike Williams, uh, possibly from the Chargers of Kansas City, does take their foot off the gas. Uh, Alan Lazard going to Detroit, I think he could potentially have a pretty good game, especially if Detroit's defense starts breaking down early. Um, some of your uh, your weaker receivers, I think that you definitely need to sit down uh, literally any receiver from the Texans, they're going to Baltimore. They're, they're playing Baltimore. Um, Brandon cooks is essentially made of glass and will Thor- will fuller looks like he had jello hands. I would definitely, um, just go ahead and, and and put them away. Jamison Crowder, uh, going to San Francisco. Yes. He had a great week one out of the slot position, uh, you know damn well the Niners are, are going to be playing revenge because of, of being embarrassed by the Cardinals. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, he's another one. I think it's time to retire. Hang it up, dude. You've had some good times, but stop it. He gets on that field. Jalen Ramsey is going to cover him, and I promise he'll see less looks than he did in Week 1, and which was not a lot. Um, Henry Ruggs, sit him. He's going he's playing against New Orleans. He's a good rookie, but... Carr spreads the ball around a lot, and they're also a run heavy team. And on top of that, New Orleans definitely showed that they've got some ball hawks. Courtesy of Tom Brady. Uh and then uh Jerry Judy, if you got him, put him on the bench. Pittsburgh, uh, it's the steel curtain. They don't call that for any reason. Of course, going down to tight ends, last but not least, uh, if you got these guys, uh Travis Kelsey, definitely start him. Uh Kittle, if he's not injured, start him. Uh Zach Ertz. Uh, he he is on my list, but he's at the very, very bottom. I also got in front of him Darren Waller and Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews had a hell of a game, and I expect him to have uh an even, even better game against Houston. Uh some of your stronger starters, um, Evan Ingram going to Chicago. Um he he was in a situation with the Steelers, but he still performed. But the Bears struggle severely against Tight ends. Um the last season they were one of the worst teams in guarding tight ends. Um Tyler higby from the LA Rams going to Philly. Uh Eagles well, well, they couldn't handle anything in Washington in the red zone. Um I <laughs> so I think Higby will will probably follow suit. Um Hunter Hayden from Atlanta. Um or excuse me, Hunter Hurst, I I apologize. I think he'll be more involved. Um again, the Cowboys are statistically not a, great defense against uh tight ends either. Expect him to have a good game. Now, uh Dallas Goder, I had him barely under Zach Ertz just because Zach Ertz is in that tight end one slot, but the moment that Ertz starts getting shaky, I promise you Goder will step in and and just make it rain. Uh the only DFS bargain player I got for DraftKings and FanDuel is Eric Ebran from Pittsburgh. Um I mean he he's a dump truck in the end zone. That dude can just plow through some people. Um they're playing Denver. They gave up two tight end scores last week. Look for some consistency. If you're in the Monty leagues like that for DraftKings, he's a low overhead. Average is like 4900. Uh last but not least, your 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 tight ends that are weaker starts. Uh Noah Fant from uh Denver, he had a great week last week, but I definitely think Pittsburgh is going to going to shut him down. Uh T.J. Uh, Hawkinson going to Green Bay. Eh, if Galladay returns, I think that's going to definitely limit, and then Green Bay has a pretty good record against tight ends. Uh, Gronkowski, he, he was just slow out of the game. Uh, I definitely I wouldn't start him much before week four or five, uh, if he can even stay healthy, um, because it is Gronkowski, and, and he is made of plastic. Um, if you got Austin Hooper, um even though Ninjoku was out still with a knee issue, uh, I just I, I think that we spoke on how terrible Cleveland's offense is, and then of course, like I said earlier, any literally any offensive player from the Dolphins going to Buffalo, just pull them out. Do yourself a favor, pull out. Be like a good boy. Have a good pullout game. Uh, that's my. Uh, that's my stardom, situms. You know, defense. I let you guys do your own thing on that. I don't want to just continuously bore you guys with all all these cool facts. If you got questions, hit us up on the Facebook or the Twitter. If it's on the Twitter, it's like old school stuff. Ladarius calls me and lets me know what you ask, and then I tell him what to say, and then you know we all live happily ever after. Uh that's what I got for fantasy, man. I'll I'll, uh, I'll put a I'll put a fork in it right there.
0: Well, uh, I I was listening to your. Starting synths, and I think what what you talked about with the injuries, I think it's true, and and I and I also go it is very sloppy play on both as a whole, you know, penalty wise, but more so of the injuries because uh, Blake Jarwin, you know, I particularly out for the season for the Dallas Cowboys, the tight end option. So, so I think early on fantasy fantasy owners, most of them, I'm not gonna say all of them. I think now they're struggling to find alternatives. I think they're struggling to find because these are just not like one week, two weeks. Some of these potentially could be season-ending, as in the case, you know, put as as in the case for many of them. So, if my fantasy team, I once again, we're not going to get into it. We're not going to get into it. But, but, uh, but before we before we wrap it up, to to stay connected to the podcast, like Chris said, go to. Facebook.com slash sports the world. And also our Facebook group there as well. That's Facebook.com slash sports the world. Go to the Twitter and Instagram both at, at sports the world. That's at sports the world. Go to my personal Twitter at Ladares underscore Brown. Chris, uh catch him at U, at UFC Twitter. I think that's the <laughs> I think that's the handle. I'm not I'm not sure.
1: Yo, but. At, at UFC pretend Twitter World on on Xbox.
0: But but and and also as a treat, there is a potential surprise for next week's episode. I think Chris knows it, and I think Chris knows what the surprise is. But because I think we just we discussed it. We discussed the surprise. But so and there are potentially two surprises. I, I don't know how generous I'll feel about two, but you know, listen, if the Falcons lose again, there will be a surprise. But ah. But until until you hear us again, I'm Madarius. And I'm Chris. And be real, be you, be blessed, and be safe from all of us here from the Sports and the World Podcast. See ya!